Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Kim on a whim. The more and more that I'm watching some of these TV shows, I, I just see all of the language that they're putting in there and the plot lines that just tell me exactly what the producers, directors, how they feel about certain issues, political topics, and yeah. it, it gets really old really fast. Oh, I know. I'm not a big fan of Law & Order, but obviously it's a very popular show. So they have all these spinoffs, right? So there's one Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Well, there was an episode that just aired on the 25th, so five days ago, and it was called True Embargo, or Truth Embargo, rather, and it's getting a lot of heat because of a, a plot line um, where a white woman was sexually assaulted by a black man, and I want to play a clip from that episode. But Natalie, Jay Watson raped you. You think I forgot? How could I? This entire trial has been an exercise in reminding me. And this is your chance to do something about it. I am going to. Believe me. Because I can. I can afford therapy. I have that luxury. And maybe... One day, I'll be okay. But if that teenager goes to prison, it may not be. Ever. I don't want that. Natalie, wait. Obviously, they're talking about her white privilege. She has the luxury of being able to afford therapy and other things to be able to help with the supposed rape that she was a victim of. She can afford therapy. The criminal can't. So, therefore, the criminal should avoid any consequences of his actions. Bingo, Mark. That's exactly what she's saying. That's exactly what they're saying. And if you're thinking, well, you know, Kim, that wasn't so overt in that clip. Let me just tell you some other little bits, apparently, that were part of this particular episode. They say, quote, we are acutely aware of the systemic inequities, there's that word, that exists with the criminal justice system. Here's another one. This is the main character talking. I can't deny there's a history of racial bias. I mean, just so many things that they they put in there. Is this Mariska Hargitay or? Yes. Is that who? That's who who said that. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was that one um, movie that I was telling you about that Michelle and Barack Obama produced. Leave the world behind, which, by the way, I said, do not. You did. I watched it. I told you not to, Mark Cox. What did you think of it? Well, I thought it was completely woke and disgusting. Okay, and, and the and, line and, I'm talking about, by the and, way, is when they say the black people can't yeah, trust the white people. Yeah, and he, and here's the here's the reason. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler here. I'm sorry for that, but I don't know. The, my daughter, my wife were sitting there. They wanted to watch it. I I agreed to watch it with a open mind, and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. They had to flood it with garbage, and here's why. What's the definition of privilege? 
uh, according to them, being white. I, I know, but that we know that's not the truth. The definition of privilege is you are privileged if you have had advantages in life that have allowed you to succeed, maybe beyond your wildest imaginations, and that give you a leg up on buying houses or buying cars or owning property or having uh, money in the bank and not having to worry about paying your bills each month, you are privileged, right? So the the primary characters in this movie who happen to be black are the richest people in the movie. That they they are they they own a house in New York City. They also own a house out on an resort island an what 45 minutes or an hour outside of New York City multi-million dollar mansion pool in the backyard uh and they happen to have rented it out for the weekend like an Airbnb kind of thing to this other couple from New York City when the crap hits the fan and then they all suddenly find themselves staying together at this house that's mm-hmm. the that's the gist of the movie so you've got this really rich guy high society in New York you know, you can tell he's a member of the Philharmonic and he donates to all these charities. He's a, he's in the financial industry and he's got a daughter who's an absolute snot, a spoiled brat, but who has grown up in the lap of luxury. And this is the one who at the end of the movie tells her dad, don't ever trust white people. Mm-hmm. Honestly. But that that mm. whole theme is really sprinkled throughout the entire movie, and then you do hear her actually say that line. Yes. She's got an attitude through the entire movie, but you ask yourself, why? You mm-hmm. you're you're a you're you've you've succeeded. You've you've beaten the American dream by millions of dollars. You've right. over succeeded in America. Mm-hmm. And yet you still hold this bitterness about what? Here's the thing. A lot of black people I talk to even tell me, like, we, we don't want this, this victim mentality. We don't want you to look upon us as if we're some low-life victim that I think a lot of people want to project on them. And they think they're actually doing the kind thing by doing that and being like, it's not your fault. You this, you that. But I actually don't think they want that. They're like, we're, we're, come on, are we not capable of rising above that? Some of them are seriously born in, born into... I mean, poverty, very bad poverty, yes. black, white. I, I, I mean, I don't think you can say one or the other. Um, it, it's just sad you, because it really has become all about race. What, what you do is you, if you saddle people, if you prepare people to have low expectations of themselves, that's the result you get. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you prepare your child or you prepare society, a segment of society, to have lower expectations and then you put the because in there, you have just saddled them with feeling like a victim their whole life. Don't don't be don't don't embrace that victim mentality. I tell my kids that all the time. Yeah. Told them that since they were little. Well, it, not, it, you didn't you didn't inherit a million dollars from from your great grand I didn't inherit any money from my great grandparents. Um, they didn't inherit any money. My my parents didn't. The, both of their parents were dirt farmers in the state of Kentucky, mm-hmm. lived on farms and subsisted off of what they could grow in addition to extra jobs that they held. Mm-hmm. 
that that that's not coming from a position of privilege right financially it's well, not telling someone they're a victim then you're talking about enabling them and i would agree i think it gives them this excuse to not really do much about it because then their thought is well i'm a victim this isn't my fault there's really nothing that i can do even if i try it's not going to work and i think we, we, we've taught we've joked about this before mark but this whole idea of people fat shaming and i i'm not saying it is okay to sit there and make fun of somebody who's who's overweight um, but what I am saying is you can't just sit there and blame other people for the fact that you ate too much, Correct. right? Like yeah. I, I have gained weight since I had my son. I'm not at the weight that I would like to be. And I blame nobody but myself. Yes, I carried a child. And yes, I gained about 60 pounds when I carried said child. But I also ate some crappy food while I was pregnant because I was very, very sick and <laughs> nothing would stay down. So I take responsibility for the fact that I'm not at the weight that I want to be. Well, OK, so it's not anybody else's fault. It's not my son's fault that I was pregnant. It's my it's on me. I'm the one who has to do something about it. Right. And now I'm, I ate a donut and, for breakfast yesterday that you brought in. So I blame myself. My fault. Well, blame I, me. You're Mark's enabling fault. me, Mark. I carried those calories to you and sat them on the table. And I gladly ate it. next to you. I know. Mark's fault. I'm just sickened by the fact that people with immense amounts of privilege, like Barack and Michelle Obama, the word Michael almost came out of my mouth for some reason. I don't know why. I meant Michelle. Uh, I have no idea why. When I think of those two and their multi-million dollar homes on the coast and their millions of dollars for speaking fees and the fact that they co-produce a movie with that character in it saying delivering that line in the middle of a disaster, which, to be honest with you, you know what the the end of the day, you know what the proof was about that movie? You should be uh, you should plan and be a prepper. Yeah, pretty much. Am I right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Final, that's a, that's what saved them. Final scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's what saved their butts because somebody prepared ahead of time for the crap hitting the fan. Yep. Uh, we don't know who that person was, but somebody did. The neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> the they, neighbor. They had some serious prep work in their basement, and they're probably labeled the crazy. I'm sure the crazy one in the neighborhood they until the all con- of a sudden they're the hero that saves everybody's the life. The conspiracist in the neighborhood mm-hmm. until you find out they were right. Isn't that weird? Six months, Woo. and the conspiracy theory is no longer a conspiracy theory. That's right. That's right. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 